Hello. Oh. And welcome to Tacos and Tequila. I'm Peyton. I'm Sydney. And we made it to episode 10, double digits. Woo! I can't even believe we made it this far. I know, I'm hype about it. <laughs> we don't hate each other yet. <laughs> we do not. <laughs> we did start with, like, a little reserve to, like, work in advance. And that reserve is down. <laughs> so Literally. we're recording Thursday and this episode will be up on Tuesday. <laughs> We could record again this weekend. Get us a little. Yeah, we have some like random trap. Well, at least I have a lot of like random traveling and stuff this month. So we'll mm-hmm. probably have to record. Also, we should definitely record in person together. Fourth of July weekend. I was thinking that. I think that that'd be really cool. And then we could do it again. We could do Vegas. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. This I mean, will be so fun. That could be a little experience, I guess, <laughs> from a hotel room. Yeah, and we can have our guest star as Morgan because she'll be there. <laughs> we can have a we can have a guest star at um for July too. We got a lot. Oh of- yeah, we have so many. It'll be fun. Stay tuned, guys. Yup. And our listeners who will be there <laughs> for July with us. <laughs> I hope you guys are all fighting about which one of you can be in. Be the guest for Fourth of July. There can only be one. It's gonna be a fight to the finish. Oh yes. So ooh, so think about that. <laughs> uh, well, today we have actually our first listener case suggestion. I got this in my personal DM. Instagram name was J Alden, like J letter J. So shouts out to you if you're actually listening to us. Hopefully. Um, on this case and I'll just preface it it might be a little shorter of an episode there weren't a lot of details Uh, it was very hard to come up with some of the information for this case and I did get a lot of my personal information off old archive newspapers but there are lots of theories that Sydney and I will be able to dive into That'll probably be most of this case. It'll be a little different, but I think it'll be a, a good experience all around for us. Yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, this is an unsolved case, so I will kind of give that away. And it is from 1987. So Halloween night, 1987, 15-year-old Shannon Olson disappeared from the Wichita, Kansas area. She was in a suburb just north of Wichita, I believe, or just like northern suburbs. And she was actually supposed to have a sleepover with her friend Tammy McReynolds after trick-or-treating that night. Tammy stated that Shannon had left to get something to drink And she didn't really think anything of it. It was just a couple blocks away from where they were. And so she had left Tammy's house around 11 p.m. that night. And she was never seen again. Just a little tidbit. um, I did find in the news articles that she had actually left 
the house without her purse. So you don't have money and you're 15 to buy liquor. And, oh, yeah, that was the other tidbit. She was going to buy liquor. That was something to drink she was looking for. Yeah, they made it. I read one article and it said she was looking for something to drink. And I'm thinking, like, oh, she's going to go get, like, a lemonade or, like, a a Coke. And they're, like, then there's another article and it's, like, she's looking for liquor. I'm, like, okay, okay. Yeah, I even watched, like, an interview from 2019, I believe, with uh, Tammy. And she had said, like, oh, yeah, she was leaving to go get something to drink. And we just didn't think anything of it. So there was no mention of the liquor. And I was like, oh, okay. Guessing they probably wanted to hide that fact. I guess if she's 15, though, too. I mean, I don't know. What, it probably would have been 18 in 87? Um, No, I think it was back up to 21. So either way, it was still... Yeah, she was she still, was still underage to buy. I'm sure. not judging. I got liquor when I was 15. <laughs> We've already okay, talked maybe about maybe not 15. That's still pretty young, but still. Yeah. The next day, so November 1st, two fishermen found Shannon's body face down in a pond near what is K-96 and I-135 in Wichita. Her hands had been tied behind her back by her bra, and she was nude other than that. Her throat had been slashed, and she had been stabbed quite a bit. According to multiple reports, uh, it was more than 40 times that she was stabbed. At the time of finding her body, there, according to some reports, I'll say, there were signs of a struggle near the pond, but no substantial evidence leading to an arrest or honestly even pointing to a person of interest. In other reports, there seems to be not much evidence at the scene where her body was found at all. In fact, most of her clothes were actually missing. And it definitely seemed that this was just like a secondary location where her body was left and she was abducted and killed somewhere else. So according to a lot of Shannon's friends, she had become a bit of a wild child and was hanging out with quite the characters. Some of her friends pointed like some of her friends at school pointed to like occult activities, but keep in mind This was 1987, so very much, like, right at the beginning and height, like, people are freaking out in the U.S., satanic panic, especially being in Wichita, Kansas. It's a very, like, Midwestern type of feel of a town. No friends were ever identified as ones that were involved in these suspicious activities, Uh, that she was getting herself involved in. And Shannon's own parents actually said in newspaper articles I found, it really wasn't uncommon at that point for Shannon to disappear for a couple days and then turn back up. She had missed a lot of school that year, so far that year. In fact, they said she had dropped out for about four to six weeks. Her parents were pretty lenient and they said, you know, they gave their daughter free reign. She always came home. They always knew that that she would come to them if they need, she needed anything. And they knew a lot about her personal information and like her personal life that I feel like a lot of 15-year-olds don't communicate with their parents. 
So in one newspaper article, I thought this was really interesting and I just had to mention it. They actually, her dad or her stepfather, sorry, had mentioned that they knew she was sexually active and it was something that like she had talked to them about and they were very open. So just to kind of set the scene of the parents too and like the background and the family, she had a sister, she had I think a couple brothers as well. So it wasn't like she was an only child and they were very like open and kind of, like I said, gave her kind of free reign to do what she wanted, which is really interesting, especially at that age. You usually hear the kids like acting out or the ones that are like rebelling against their parents. So definitely lots of theories. That's really about as far as I got with the details on the case. Uh, I even went digging in some newspaper articles archived you know, a few years later, and the rest were just kind of theories every time it would talk about it. Nothing really solid or anything else from the case. So the first one I want to talk about, though, is a lot of the cult and cult theories that were involved and people were suspecting, you know, satanic cult activities. In a few reports, I'm sure, Sydney, you saw this too, that Shannon actually had a small pentagram tattoo on the outside of her right ankle. Naturally, they had to include that. Of course they did. And I think that, like, that pentagram was probably the big number one reason they started looking at, like, satanic cults Halloween night. Absolutely. That was, like, the, you know, they gave all these little descriptions of, um, you know, she'd been stabbed, or different descriptions about her. Hold on. Not this. she'd been stabbed. Oh, at the time of her death, she was 5'6", 135 pounds, brown hair, brown eyes. She had a pentagram tattooed on the outside of her right ankle. Like, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I do think it's strange because most 15-year-olds, I feel like, don't have tattoos. You know, my mom took me... My 18th, the day of my 18th birthday and took me to get a tattoo. Did you have any before you were 18? No, not before I was 18. I think I went shortly after my 18th birthday. Yeah, so, like, even when I was younger and hanging out with, we'll say, a rougher crowd, um, I mean, there were some of them that had, like, tattoos under the age of 18, mm-hmm. but most of them waited or it was like 16 or 17 with parental consent. And I don't imagine a Midwestern family in (laughs) Wichita, Kansas, allowing their daughter and giving consent for her to go get a pentagram tattoo. No, I don't think so either. I also saw that they had actually moved to that home in Kansas not like I think it only been a couple years she the family had relocated from Idaho and Shannon had lived there with her mom and her stepdad but her dad was still back in Idaho so even coming from Idaho that's even more uh midwestern close-knit also the biggest U.S. population of Mormons outside of Utah is in Idaho. So there, it's like a very conservative area. Interesting. Yeah, it's just random facts, I know. (laughs) So, you know, right in the very beginning, the satanic panic was going on throughout the U.S. and Midwest. That was what they were heavily focused on. Even a lot of the archived newspaper articles I found at first, that's what they were focusing on. 
even any of the interviews they the newspapers did with any of her friends at school all kind of suspected this. I found one article and it was super interesting and I actually use exact quotes. This is from an archived article from the Wichita Eagle Beacon in 87, so not long after this happened, that one of her friends who requested to stay anonymous for fear of retribution is exactly what it said. Uh, She had mentioned, or they, I will say, had mentioned they were previously involved in the group that Shannon was involved in, and it was very creepy. They said that Shannon got really involved and really into it and they ended up leaving the group because it it scared them so they were too nervous from everything they said that a few weeks before shannon was murdered she had actually came to that friend and was like hey i really want to leave this group too and apparently they wouldn't let her go i thought that was super interesting but nothing came of that Like, there were no people named in this supposed group. There were no other links. And honestly, the satanic cult theory was ruled out pretty quickly. Usually signs of cult activity is rituals, and it's very symbolic. There was nothing at the scene where her body was left showing anything symbolic or or cult-like. So it was kind of a dead-end theory, but I just thought it was super interesting and had to include it because, you know, I love a good satanic panic theory. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Everyone just thought devil worshippers were doing everything. (laughs) True. I have another big theory, but I'm actually going to skip over it and go to the other one. So, at the end of 1987, in a nearby home, There was another murder. It was a family of three. The mom had been gone and came home. I want to say it was like January 1st or December 31st she came home. So it was right at the end of 1987. And the father and his two young daughters had all been murdered. The daughters were 16 and 9. And the reason they thought these two cases might have been linked is although the father was shot, The 16-year-old daughter was found nude and drowned her, and the 9-year-old daughter's bodies were found actually covered in their home hot tub, which is really morbid. Um, The 16-year-old was found nude and drowned, and there were signs of sexual assault. But the 9-year-old was found bound with her hands behind her back with electrical tape, strangled with the tape, and also drowned. The father, like I said, had been shot. He was shot twice. They investigated a man for this murder. He was actually on trial and was acquitted on all charges. He was found with the victim's car in Florida and had been missing since the same day the murders were committed. Fun fact, actually, his family helped turn him over and report him to the police. He had called his wife after they had he had already been named a suspect and they were looking for him. He had called his wife from Florida and another family member called police when they realized he was on the phone with her. So I thought that was really interesting. Uh, He had no memory of it. He claimed he, you know, didn't do it. 
And like I said, he was acquitted of all charges. So this case is technically still unsolved as well. Oh, sorry. My last point was he also, his car was abandoned near the family home. And when he was arrested in Florida, he had actually been driving their family van. So definitely suspicious. And really, honestly, the only thing that linked the two was the electrical tape and how she was bound. But since both cases are unsolved there's no like dna or anything linking the two they have never officially been linked in police investigations they also suspected another major uh famous killer i'll say from wichita kansas area which was btk and the family killing but fun fact btk actually never shot any of his victims So, that theory was kind of ruled out for the family, but it's still a pretty big theory for Shannon. (laughs) Sydney, I know we were kind of talking about this before we started recording. You said you've never really heard a lot of information on BTK, right? Correct. So, I know of the BTK killer, but I feel like it was something I never, like, did my own research on. I don't feel like, I mean, I watch a lot of, like, id network and i can't think of like an episode i watched specifically on like the btk killer so this was kind of the first time i feel like i really dove <laughs> into a more deeper of who did you, he is i was gonna say did you do a lot of research on who he is because of this yeah because the ties i was like okay this is really interesting and because he is a big name i mean it's definitely what yes. I would consider to be, like, a household name. Like, people know who he is. It's not an uncommon yeah. case. And I definitely knew who BTK was as well. Uh, last year, I actually listened to a podcast. I think they did a three-parter on BTK. Highly recommend one of my favorite podcasts. I'll shout them out if you haven't listened to Morbid. Definitely do it. They, those girls are very opinionated on BTK, and I have to say, I agree on their (laughs) views on him. Uh, I haven't done a ton of research, you know, like, watched a bunch of stuff on him, but I guess there is a ton of documentaries and stuff on him. Oh, yeah. For For those of you that don't know about BTK, his real name is Dennis Rader. He was caught in 2000, February of 2005. His name, BTK, is a serial killer. It stands for bind them, torture them, kill them. So his motive, or MO, I'll say, his modus operatus, or is that how you say it? (laughs) I'm so dumb. His MO was... Apparatus? Apparatus? Operatus? I don't know what it is, honestly. I (laughs) I couldn't get them, find the mute button. I was muted. And I was trying so hard to find it. I'm just yelling, apparatus, apparatus. I don't know what it is. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to leave that in for the people so they also know how dumb I am. Sorry. Um, but his MO included binding and strangling victims, and he also stabbed them. His first big, uh, I don't want to even say a spree, because I'll talk about that in a second, but he had killed a family of four All of them were killed a little differently, whether he was strangling or stabbing them. 
He was active from 1974 to 1991, but he was only convicted of 10 murders, and that's all he's ever confessed to. Uh, There is a very strong belief that he is linked to the Shannon Olson case. In fact, he's been questioned heavily on it from what I could find, but he has always denied it. Now, I know a lot about serial killers, and I'm not, like, a psychologist or anything, but the psychology behind serial killers and, you know, spree killers and things like that always really fascinate me. So, I obviously, one, find it very interesting that this man committed only 10 murders in 1974 to 1991, and the first one being a family of four. Like, that's a bit much, (laughs) He also had killed a victim, Shirley Vian, I think is how you say her last name, V-I-A-N. She roughly lived two blocks away from Shannon, and Shannon lived about three miles from BTK. Mind you, his years active was 74 to 91, and Shannon was murdered in 87, So I do think that's super interesting. And like I said, he's always denied it. But there are a lot of similar cases in the area throughout the years. Years where he technically was inactive, where he might not have murdered someone that year. That are still unsolved murders, especially with young women. Which, out of the six other victims besides a family, most of those were females in like a certain age demographic that he was aiming towards some of them he stalked and but some of them he was just like a spur of the moment thing personally i think dennis raider raider fucking sucks (laughs) um i i don't want to say i'm a fan of serial killers because that sounds really fucked up saying but I always find it super interesting, like, the psychology, their MO, like, how long they're active, really understanding those things. Dennis pled guilty to all 10 counts. So, he's serving his time. He pled out. He didn't even go to a trial. Uh, He literally, is in interviews, stated, like, he was trying to copy and mimic other serial killers like he was taking things from Gacy he was taking things from Bundy he was think taking things from Dahmer he just he is <laughs> this is sound really messed up to say but he is literally unoriginal he was just trying to be someone else and honestly his everyday life kind of fucking sucked mm-hmm. and there's no reason rhyme or mo- like motive you know like at least Okay, we're both, again, not saying Jeffrey Dahmer fans, but, you know, we both are really fascinated by the Dahmer case. We know Dahmer had a motive for what he did. You know, he wanted people to, like, be forced to kind of stay with him. He had all these attachment issues. You know, he eventually started killing and was very open in interviews later on that he murdered Not to, like, kill people, but it was just to cover up everything else he did. Dennis Rader has, like, no reason. (laughs) Literally. Just for fun. 
that's it. It was just for fun. And you've only committed 10 murders in 74 to 99, like to 91. Only, mm-hmm. do you, Sydney, when you were doing your research, did you see how he got caught? I or don't no? think so. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Let me rant about this. This guy is such an idiot. Oh, the God. only reason he got caught is because he started writing letters to the papers because he wanted them to talk about him again. Uh, I mean, your life is so freaking boring. This is all you can relive. Then they basically were writing letters back and forth or posting things, whatever it was. They convinced him to send them something from downloaded from a computer. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes, and it geotagged it and gave his the location from where the computer was downloaded. <laughs> like, I get that's 2005 you got caught, but, like, come on, man. That's insane. You just wanted this attention so much. A little background, he was an ADT, was he an ADT installer? I believe he worked for, like, installation for ADT security systems. yeah. When he committed a lot of his earlier murders. So, you know, it gave him the ability to kind of drive around and scope out scenes and things like that. And then after that, this freaking idiot. (laughs) I don't even care (laughs) that I'm bashing him right now. He was like a leader of his church and he was like a city ordinance enforcer. There are so many interviews. One neighbor said they literally saw him pull out measuring tape and measure a neighbor's length of their lawn so he could give them a ticket oh my god like you have like he has major control issues so now that i ranted about my opinions on btk (laughs) sorry got away from myself for a minute here um i definitely think it's very likely he committed this murder I don't know why he wouldn't confess to it if he did, though. So that's kind of, like, where I'm at. Just knowing how he is as a person, knowing that he, like, most serial killers, they might claim other victims than, like, the ones they actually have. Mm-hmm. Or, like, oh, I've killed 75 people, and actually they've killed, like, 30, which is still a lot. But, you know, it's harder to prove and connect. But he's never claimed any more than the 10 that they've connected him to. So I I guess, like, personally, I don't know where I sit with this BTK theory. It's very what are, interesting. I was going to say, what are your thoughts? <laughs> so, I don't know. I kind of went back and forth on this because it seemed like, was it almost, like, too good to be true that he happened to be in the same area? Right. And... There were similarities between the two. But, I mean, it being an unsolved murder or an unsolved case and BTK not confessing to anything further, it being in the Wichita area or the Kansas area in general, it just seems like almost too good to not be true. Like, he was lurking in these areas between, what, 74 and, like, 91? Yes. And it fits right in that time frame. 
And it does really fit his MO. So that's like where I'm really stuck at is like, so Dennis Rader would sometimes like with victims and he, this is like from his own um, interviews and things like that and his confessions. He would sometimes like some of those victims just try to calm them down by telling them like he was just there to rape them. Mm -hmm. And so, which he would by the way and then after that he would still kill them but he said he did that because sometimes it made them more calm and more complicit in what he was trying to do and then they would just kind of give him whatever he wanted thinking that they would then live and he would kill them so to me her one being found nude that definitely has sexual overtones, which could be very similar to BTK. And two, her hands bound behind her back make me think maybe. That fits into the bind, torture, kill. Exactly. And she was stabbed. And he only ever strangled or stabbed his victims. Mm-hmm. So I'm really torn on how I feel because I feel like him as a person... Just, like, wanting to, like, be infamous and all this stuff and, like, relish in the fame of his, like, his murders and his victims. I feel like he would have confessed to other murders if he did commit them on one hand. That's kind of where I think. But on the other hand, I also know that a lot of serial killers won't confess to all their cases for whatever reason and all the crimes they've committed for whatever reason. And so with there being a lot of open cases and him being his 10 murders being so sporadic over those, you know, what, 15 years. Mm -hmm. It just like, it really is mind blowing to me that he would have only committed those 10 cases. And I definitely think if he committed more, Shannon's could absolutely be linked to him. Oh, absolutely. So it's definitely more like theory case. Cause like I said, we don't have a ton of information. I, I definitely thought it was very interesting. The path this took when I was looking at it up. Yeah. I mean, most of my research or rabbit holes that I was on was literally just like the people's blogs and like different um what is that word what are those called the posts like forums and blogs yes like the different forum pages (laughs) where people are like it had to have been btk i got super deep into one about the the zodiac killer that it was him because of these loose very loose similarities like that it happened on a weekend and they were both like all of the zodiac killers were found or zodiac killers victims were found near water and shannon was also found near water and it took place on a saturday but like there's only seven days in the week to choose from zodiac <laughs> killer was also in california you know maybe he was- took a trip to <laughs> kansas and just got the one girl but Okay, Zodiac killer theories are some of the most (laughs) off-the-wall theories because 
people are always linking extra stuff to the Zodiac, and I'm so confused. So, just so everyone else knows, Sydney and I kind of talked for a second before we started recording, and she had mentioned the, you know, seeing the Zodiac link. I told her (laughs) that I literally looked into that for all of maybe 60 seconds, and then I was like the fuck this is kansas not california like it needs not- to be brought to the people's attention though <laughs> yes so there are a lot of people out there that have mentioned shannon's name and talking about the zodiac killer folks <laughs> yes i also did read it this was the only thing that i thought was actually like leading for the the zodiac killer thing which it also was just i mean Hold on. So basically, it they said that either the Zodiac Killer or a copycat of the Zodiac Killer had mailed a letter to the some newspaper on October 28th of 1987 stating that he's going to kill all these people on Halloween night, basically. So then any death that happened on Halloween in 1997 was suspicious, and they basically linked those, like, oh, it's the Zodiac Killer. But, like, also I feel like in the 80s, like... I don't know. Or Halloween is always uh, bad things are going to happen on Halloween. I feel like that's what it's classified as. Like, it's a common trait that comes with Halloween, unfortunately. Just that, like, spooky stuff or, like, your kid's more likely to get hurt or stolen or people die. I don't know. No, I get that. Yeah, I saw the copy of the letter and it said, like, kill all the kitties or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so, like, since Shannon was technically a child, she that's why people linked it. Exactly. But that was seemed, the only thing that, like, was selling me. Seemed sus to me. <laughs> Very sus, but... Um, oh, I did write another fun fact down, by the way, that I just wanted to share for anyone who also didn't know about BTK. Definitely look him up and do your research, people. But... The, my favorite part about BTK, and I'm saying that as sarcastically as possible, he gave himself his own name. Did he really? Yes. When he started committing the murders, that's why they linked a bunch of the cases so early on to BTK. And when they finally caught him, they already had like all these cases. He was like writing in. So the Zodiac was another inspiration of his. And so he would, like, write letters to the newspapers. And he wrote in and gave himself and signed the name BTK. Mm. So that's what they started calling him. It makes me so mad. Who who do you think you are <laughs> that you can just name yourself? <laughs> Literally. Usually it's the media that names these people. Literally. The Night Stalker. The Night Yeah, I was going to say the Night Stalker was named by the media as the Night Stalker. I feel like most of them are. Now I can't think. I'm not going to be able to think of any. Side Stranglers. Yep. Golden State Killer. See, there we go. Now she's she's got all of them. Golden State Killer is also known as the original Night Stalker. For those of you that didn't know, that was his original name. And then who else? The Green River Killer. Mm -hmm. Like, they're all named by, like, the media is that, and that's usually what they go as. No, yeah, they just, this freaking, this asshat called himself that. It was like, oh, I want to give myself this name. So that's why 
Jimmy knew what BTK stood for and like his motive even before he got caught because when he signed it BTK he wrote like find them torture them kill them already had his trademark yeah so he that's his trademark wow I hate him (laughs) fun fact also his middle name is Lynn what a douche <laughs> the hell. Sorry, I'm very opinionated on BTK. Apparently. I don't it just like really grinds my gears that he was not original at all. And you are trying to derive yourself from all these other serial killers and like try to like reach this level of like inf- of like infamy I don't know how to say it. <laughs> You're trying <laughs> You're trying to reach this level of, like, you know, fame in the serial killer world. Mm-hmm. So, you'd think he would, like, admit to other k- murders. This this is why I'm just so torn. But this is, like, the only really solid lead, potentially, that they have on this case. Yeah, ultimately. I mean, unless it was literally just some random, which it very well could have been. been. And they might have, I mean, they already died or whatever, so... It's unsolved. I mean, if anyone who is listening knows any information, they are still investigating this case. It is still an open case. Mm-hmm. Her family is still seeking justice. Um, so definitely recommend on submitting any tips or information you have. The police department, like I said, it's still an active cold case that they are working. The last article I did find was back from 2019, but that's still only two years ago. For a 37-year-old case. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't see... So, I'm the type of person... I don't know why I always do this, though. But, like, my local police department has a cold case section on their um, website. And, like, when we had looked at the Sally and Shane murders, they their local police department also had the cold cases listed on... The website. So I had looked in like the Wichita area and there's they don't have any cold cases. And that really irks me. I feel like it's very maybe I'm the only person that actually goes and looks at that, but I thought it was pretty interesting. That is interesting. And maybe they maybe they rotate it. Maybe they have different divisions, so it's not assigned to the police department. Um crap, what was one of the cases we worked? So the Burger Chef murders. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the cases we discussed. And that's, like, a weird one with jurisdiction. Like, the local police department had really stopped working it, but the cold case of the state troopers were working it. Which so is that's true. why, like, yeah, I'm, like, I know last week we talked about jurisdiction and kind of, like, if it's the county or the city or I guess even state troopers could be taking over the case. So maybe that's who is investigating it. It could be. I was just, I guess... I mean, it would still be a a county or a city of Wichita case, though, I would think. Like, it happened in that jurisdiction, even though someone else is taking care of it. I'd still think it would pop up on there, but... Yeah, no, I agree. I definitely think it's interesting when they don't have it listed. Sketch. (laughs) But I'm a conspiracy theory believer, so... Also same. 
Well, that's all I really have on this, to be honest. It, like I said, there wasn't a lot of detail. It's just that rabbit hole of possibly being linked to BTK. Um, he is still alive, so who knows? Maybe eventually this is a case that could be solved. Like you mentioned, said maybe it was a random person and stranger. Not that that doesn't happen. It, it really much does. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know what that area was like back then, but like I said, her body is found where now it's K96, so that's a state highway, and I-135, that's an interstate highway. So, I mean, that's like a place where, you know what I mean, eventually people could have, like, easily gotten out of the state. Absolutely. I know of a lot of like truck driver serial killers. You know this what I mean? A, so it's yeah. not, it's a very much a possibility. It could have just been a random coincidence that she was stabbed and stuff like that. I definitely think there was a lot of overkill for someone who, if they didn't know her, to stab her so many times is a bit much. Yeah. But. Like I said, any information, send it over and give your tips to the Wichita Police Department. They could use them. <laughs> That's all I've got. You got anything else? Uh, I got a joke. Um, <laughs> uh, What is it called if you drink tequila inside a cave? Inside a cave? A cave. I don't know what. A shot in the dark. (laughs) I was trying to think of what it could be. That was a good one. And I got a fact. Yes, I love the facts. Keep the facts coming. You know, the facts are really hard because it tells you a lot of crazy nonsense that it's like, is this even a fact? But this one, I don't even know if this is a fact. This might just be like an opinion of some guy. But it was very near and dear to Peyton's heart as Peyton really likes Taco Bell. (laughs) I Um, do. I had Taco Bell for lunch. (laughs) <laughs> naturally and also so it's considered to be a fact that half of the united states population eats taco bell once a month but the average person goes to taco bell every 11 days wow and i think that that's actually really accurate because i was thinking about it so i went to taco bell on friday after drinking and then I was thinking, when was the last time I went to Taco Bell before that? And it was, like, about, like, ten days prior. I was like, well, damn, that's pretty interesting. Because I don't go there that often, but... Honestly, I've had Taco Bell twice, like, in three days. <laughs> go at least at least once or twice a month. And, honestly, if I go back a week, I probably have had Taco Bell three times. <laughs> that's insane. So maybe you're okay, the... Okay, well, it's going to change. I'm... Cutting out fast food and limiting my fast food intake. But for some reason, I've just been wanting a beefy five-layer burrito, like, every day. (laughs) You're the one making these averages because you go there so much. Yeah, I'm the reason. (laughs) (laughs) You in particular. Sorry, folks. 
Maybe, you know, in like a year from now, we'll re- we can re-pull stats. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. We might have to. <laughs> um, I also think maybe we'll do like an Instagram poll or something. See if you guys like the facts. If you like Florida Man segment at the end. Or give us an yeah. idea of something else. We want to end it on like a fun light note. The dad jokes are here to stay, people. <laughs> we have heard the reviews of <laughs> fans and friends and family who all have said Sydney's dad jokes are the best part of the episode. Thank God. I, I really work. I want you guys all to know that I look really hard for these. There's a lot that pop up and I sit there and go through pages and pages and pages of dad jokes. To find the best one for you guys. We try to please the crowd. Yes. <laughs> I am a people pleaser for sure. <laughs> well, find us on social media. On Facebook, you can like and follow us. Tacos and Tequila Podcast. T-E-K-I-L-L-Y-A. On Instagram, just Tacos and Tequila. No podcast on the end. <laughs> Slide into our DMs, either personally or the Instagram DM for our page, our podcast. I don't know what I'm saying here. Apparently, I'm very old. (laughs) And let us know some case suggestions if you have any. Uh, Ghost stories, cryptoids or monsters, conspiracy theories, anything crime related. Yes. Uh, we want your ideas. We have a bunch on our own, so if we don't get it more, I mean, we're just going to start doing some random ass shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have lists of things that I would like to do, but Same. I'm trying to keep you guys also involved. But I, for selfish reasons, I would really just do want to do things off my list. No, <laughs> uh. <laughs> So I guess don't message us. <laughs> you could still message me, though. You know, I was laying in bed the other day minded my business just responding to someone and my boyfriend's like who are you why are you smiling like who are you messaging and I'm like I'm responding to the fans and he's like what is wrong with you (laughs) and as of today some big news not only are we hitting episode 10 but folks we have been listened to in 13 countries so that's exciting for us hopefully you guys are excited too and we thank you. Thanks for uh, list, giving us a listen and trying us out. And hopefully you keep coming back. Absolutely insane that people in 13 countries know our voices. Yes. <laughs> I hate public speaking. So here I am. <laughs> Literally, here we are. Here we are. Well, we will talk to you next week, folks. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Ha 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 ha!